You are listening to episode 138 of the Confident Coaches Podcast, the one where we talk about how you identify yourself and your human design. Ooh, it's going to be juicy stuff. Let's go. Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. Well, hi, coach. Oh my goodness, don't I sound so much better than last week's episode. (laughs) I still have a little bit of a cough, and you're definitely going to hear that in the interview you are getting ready to hear. I'm so excited. I am interviewing a renewing Path to 100K Mastermind client who is also an expert in something I am not an expert in. So this is part client testimonial, client experience, and brand new expert level information that I was not aware of. I'm very excited about this. Kaya Hunter. She's lovely. She's funny. I could talk to her all day. And you're going to hear us both, though I don't know what the final edited version is going to sound like, but you can hear us both navigating some unruly pets during the entire interview because her cat was just not having any of it. And Lou, my chihuahua, also couldn't decide if he wanted to be in the room, out of the room. You know how it goes. Here's why this episode is so good and so important and so worth your time today. Kaya is going to be talking about knowing when is a good time to change your niche, knowing who you really are and who you speak to and why that is the way you should go no matter what somebody else may have told you. A lot of this has to do with how you identify yourself, what it means to be a full-time coach. And watch out for this because both Kaya and I were caught off guard mid-interview and it took a direction we did not know it was going at all. And we talk a lot about community. Kaya is a really beautiful example of how the Path to 100K Mastermind community shows up for one another, how they have your back, and why Being in a community like Path to 100K Mastermind will get you so much further and faster than going it alone or just working with a one-on-one coach when it comes to business. And her level of expertise around human design. Now, I was someone who was really annoyed by all the human design talk until I started really bringing in more work, as you have noticed in the past couple of months of episodes, bringing patriarchal work, creating self-safety work, talking about energy work. Human design plays into this also. I was fascinated. I learned so much about this and how it comes into how you identify yourself, how you show up in your business, how you can give permission to yourself where other people are telling you it's not okay. This is such a related conversation to the work we are doing at the mastermind level. You ready? Here we go. Okay, everybody, I'm so excited today to welcome to the podcast one of my clients in the mastermind who is coming back in this August round of Path to 100K, Miss Kaya Hunter, who I am talking to on the other side of the world. So thank you for always being flexible with me. Miss Kaya is a life coach for moms of teens. And what she does is she helps them as they're approaching this transition into empty nester when their kids are older 
They're still in the house. They may not need you all the time, but don't they though, Kaya? Don't they still need you all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Just in different ways. Just in different ways. Mm-hmm. Kaya's, the, her work is right up my alley because I have you know, a young adult daughter and I'm a mom of two teen boys and it's a different world. There is no, where's the Dr. Spock book on raising teenagers? It's very different than babies. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's like, hold on to your seats. This is a whole new ball game we've got going on. And I've only got one. So <laughs> yeah, it's an entirely different ball game. I, I, my 16 year old, suddenly these children there are children. Mm-hmm. There are children showing up in cars to take my child away. I'm like, I'm so yes. Where, where are you going? What? What? This? I've known this kid since fourth grade. What is he doing driving you somewhere? <laughs> How the hell does that happen? And I'm sitting here looking outside my office window at my daughter's car, who she can't drive without me just yet. But yeah. you know, we're on the countdown for that. She's counting down the days until she can, and she's told me that I'm never going to see her. She's going to be out all the time. So it's a it's a big transition. I've got a lot of thoughts myself about it. Exactly. Which, of course, like I always say, because I am always dealing with the confidence work and the believing beforehand mm. and all of that that makes you the <clears throat> ideal coach for your people. Yes. I also another super amazing thing. And one of the reasons that we're talking a little bit on the podcast today, Kaya is also, she hesitates to use the word expert, but she (laughs) is more expert in this than I am. She is a student of human design and she uses a lot of human design in her coaching. And she's going to be bringing some of her human design work into the free to paid coach work that we are doing. I've invited her to help us out in free to paid coach and help the coaches in FTPC with their human design. So this is part interview of a mastermind student, part interview of of an expert in something I know so little about. And it excites me as everybody, if you've been listening, unless you just crawled out from under a rock, if you haven't been listening, (laughs) I've been talking a lot about bringing in all kinds of new modalities into this coaching space because I think we are also adept and expert as, you know, thoughts create feelings and drive your actions. So let's solve that. Let's figure that out. You know, there are so many different ways to help our clients get to the same place. So first of all, let's talk about you and the time that you've had in, you know, you've been in Confident Coaches Mastermind coming into the new Path to 100K version of the Mm -hmm. Mastermind. And mm-hmm. well, tell me about where you were when you, I don't even know how you found me. I'm, I'm actually not even sure how I ended up on your radar. Oh, you did. And to be honest, I can't remember the, the, the moment in time. But what I do remember is finding your podcast and listening to your podcast, joining at least one of your free trainings that you ran. And from there, I was hooked, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I... I found you, of course, you know, did all of the stalking things that you do. And I loved that. I loved your way. I loved that you were, dare I say it, a little bit older, a little bit more my age, shall I say, (laughs) older and wiser. Like I really liked that. I liked that you are just you. And I loved your coaching. I loved the free event. I loved all of the things. So, of course, the next step for me was to sign up to the mastermind. All right. So when you were signing up 
to the mastermind for the first time around, do you remember where you were? How long had you been a coach? Certification? You know, what kind of like, how were you in terms of attracting the clients that you really wanted? Clarity as to who you coached? All of that kind of yeah that we do in the mastermind. Yeah. So I certified with the Life Coach School in October last year, September last year. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, when did I join the mastermind? When did I join? So the mastermind, you were the one in that started in October. So you'd only been certified for a month. I had only been certified for a month, but I had been coaching prior to that. I did have another certification. So I had been coaching for about a year or so before that. I still own and operate my other business. So I've been scaling that to the point where it doesn't need me as much whilst I've also been growing my coaching business. So that's been a whole, <laughs> that's been a, a lot of topic of conversation and a lot of topic of yes. coaching for me. So I'd been coaching for a while before I joined the mastermind, but I changed my niche. So prior to joining, I was actually a business coach and it just wasn't where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. So I changed my niche yeah, and then joined joined the mastermind. Why did you change your niche? What was that decision? Because I know a lot of the people who are listening either want to change their niche every third week, or they mm-hmm. think they can never change their niche. So let's talk about like what was your decision making factor in terms of I've been working with one set of I've been coaching this group. I want to coach a completely different group. Yeah. I think if I rewind that even, the decision to become a business coach, when I look at that decision, that was the decision that wasn't the right one for me. Mm. And, you know, talk about putting a square peg in a round hole. I made that decision off the back of, you know, inverted commas, advice from experts. Ah, And without much of my heart and soul into it. And I did it for a year and I had, you know, a little bit of success. And then I just felt this nudge, this pull, this this thing inside that was like, no, that's not right. I just want to be a life coach. I just want to help women with all of the things. I don't want to be a business coach. So, yeah, so I changed and I'm so glad that I freaking did. (laughs) Yes. And I think this conversation is important. And I like how you described it because this is talk about something more of what's coming into the mastermind is learning to listen to that nudge, that pull, even Mm. though an expert told you, I'm going to go, you should do this. And I, and the funny thing is, is you did it for an entire year, which is that's, you know, that's a commitment. And yet I think you said, what is your heart telling you that nudge, that pull? And I think for what we want to bring into the, you know, into Patrick and okay, into the clients is to be able to listen to the difference between your brain freaking out, I'm in the wrong place versus your gut and your intuition saying, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it was definitely that. And I didn't make, you know, a quick knee jerk decision or anything like that. And it's not, you know, 
changing your niche every five minutes to for whatever reason. But it really was this pull, and it was a considered decision that I that I made. I took the time to to make it, and I was working with a one on one business coach at the time, and mm-hmm. and you know she really coached me hard on it around the whole you know changing your niche, you know. But it just felt in all of my being the right thing to do. As soon as I made the decision and went in that direction, and I was just calling myself a general life coach, you know, helping women in their mid-40s or what have you, it just felt so good. And I really knew that I could help these women. I really just knew that within my soul as well. I can really, really help these women. I don't know if I've ever asked you this question how did you know that this was a nudge and a pull from your intuition and your gut and not a kind of a, a source of just Helga brain, cave woman brain to panic? Yes. Like, yeah, could be able to discern the difference, right? Uh, it wouldn't go away. Okay. And there wasn't drama around it. I, it's hard to say because it was a real, it wasn't a brain decision. Yes. For me, it was like this whole body and I've almost got goosebumps when I, that's how I know. There was not a whole lot of drama around it. It was like, it was like the decision, this is, might sound weird, but it's like the decision was made for me. It just felt in my whole body the right thing to do. And that is how I knew it. And I compared it to when I changed careers, I was worked in advertising sales for, I don't know, a decade or so. And I changed from that career into finance. And that's a business that I own now, a mortgage broking business. And that was the same thing. It was like the decision was made for me. It was just something that I felt I had to do. And so I compare that change in niche to that change in career and how it how it felt for me and both felt the same. It's just like, it's just the right thing to do. I hope that makes sense. It does. <laughs> and I, I'm excited that you're going to be in the room when I introduce more of the intuition work. I know you won't be mm-hmm. there in person, but you will be <gasps> in, you will be at the live event virtually. So you will be in the room with us when we have these conversations of how to learn the difference between making a decision from your head versus making that decision from this place of just deep knowing. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was for sure. Yeah. I Mm. call it that deep knowing and how to learn to listen to that version of you. Mm -hmm. And I love that it even goes against that. Well, an expert told me to do this because I think that part of your story, that part of your, your story as a life coach and a business owner is so important because so many of us coaches can be afraid to make decisions like that. Because it goes mm. against mm. what people said. Yeah, exactly. How, how do you justify to the outside world, well, my gut's telling me to? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. And that's, <laughs> I say, the coach I was working with at the time gave me a really hard time. And and I, you know, my thoughts about, about that, that period in time were, I almost felt like I was being talked out of it. It was the wrong thing to do. You know, you don't become a general life coach. You have to have a niche. Like, no. Oh. She's like, so who are you going to, you know? And I'm like, no, I just want to help all the women with all of the things. At that time, it's since evolved and I've gotten, you know, it's changed a bit since then. But, yeah, yeah I, I almost felt like I needed to justify it to her, to my coach. Yeah. 
I didn't need to justify it to anyone else, but I felt like I needed to justify it to her. But I, it was justified in my head and my heart, and so I went with it. Well, and I actually do like how you brought up, and I think it's an important thing to mention, is working with someone that you do feel comfortable like letting them coach you really, really hard and also having the sovereignty, the authority to be able to still make decisions that not because you're letting your Helga brain run away and panic, mm-hmm. but because you are listening to your inner knowing. You know, and that's the kind of space that I know I want to create here. Yes, which is why I'm sticking around for more. (laughs) (laughs) So when you came in, I do remember coaching you quite a bit on that stepping away from the other business that you own and moving into full-time coaching. I know that this is also something. So not only do we have a lot of people who you know, are unsure if being a general life coach is okay, who might have experts telling them that they need to pick something specific, who haven't learned how to listen to their inner knowing. We also have a lot of people, a lot of coaches in the space, particularly in free to paid coach who, who are trying to move towards becoming a paid coach. Let's talk about that experience of having something successful, stepping away from it to build this, this coaching thing from scratch. Mm. Again, it was something coaching itself was something that I was just really, really pulled to do. I launched my coaching business one year after taking over that other business and wanting to scale and remove myself from the day-to-day of that business, like one year after taking over it. Like no one does that. (laughs) I'm not sure I realized it had only been a year. Oh, yeah. Amazing slash crazy, but it's what I wanted to do. And I had, you know, like I talked about this, this real pull, this rule. So, yeah, so I did set about scaling it from the get-go and it's been, it's been a ride. It's where I want it to be now, you know, fast forward a, a number of years. I've got five team members in that business yeah. running the day-to-day. I go there once a week to run a team meeting. I do a little bit of mentoring the girls from home and I do the social media for that business. So I've been able to really step away from the day-to-day, which has been awesome. So it's weird. I'm 99% a full-time coach, but I don't, because I've still got that and it is still, even though I'm not in it very much, it is still my responsibility. It's my business. It's crazy, but I don't call myself a full-time coach yet. And I probably won't until I sell that business. Okay. So I wasn't planning on coaching you in this podcast. (laughs) Goodness, why would you not describe yourself as a full-time coach when you clearly are? Everybody listen in. Kaya's getting (laughs) And And of course, my brain, Amy, is offering, I don't know. And I wasn't expecting to be coached on this call either, but here we are. It it is crazy, isn't it? Because really I spend, if I totaled it, I probably spend on that business, including all of the things that I just mentioned, I probably spend maybe five, six hours a week on that business. But like I said, because it holds such a mental load, if you like, for me, in my head, I wasn't going to be a full-time coach until that business is gone. 
What? And my days are going to look pretty much the same as they look now. So that's kind of crazy, right? So why? (laughs) I think because I still have that as a responsibility. That doesn't even make sense when I say it out loud, Amy. I know. And do you know what? Interesting, and I'm not inverting the question, although I might be, other people who call me, but other clients in that other business call me and they're like, oh, we weren't sure if you still own the business because aren't you coaching now? I'm like, oh, yeah, I am, but I still own the business. So people's perception is that I'm just a coach now. So maybe I, my self-perception needs to catch up. You're, yes. And this is Okay. So I'm not going to like go deep into coaching here. But like, you know, yeah, she's writing down and taking notes. I sure am. This conversation is so important. I need everybody to lean in and listen. Like you're bringing your self-concept up to who you really want to be. And we're going to talk a little bit more about like something we talked about before we hit the record button here about, you know, I'm bringing you on. And and one of the first things that you said was, and this interview is coming in a string of interviews of mastermind sisters of Kaya, like Melanie and Shauna. And she's like, you know, I quite have that big, you know, headline producing income (laughs) story. Maybe a part of that is because you still aren't considering yourself a full-time coach. No, and I think this is fascinating because do you consider yourself a full-time mortgage broker? No. So in your brain, you are not full-time in any one thing. Ma- apart from motherhood, no. <laughs> okay. Because I wasn't oh. also sure. Yeah. Oh, see, we're happy. She, her, oh, she just sighed big here. <laughs> Everybody, I love that this is turning into part interview, part coaching. I, I'm glad you do. <laughs> Kai is incredibly uncomfortable. I'll see coaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, she's like, all of a sudden we're sweating over here. And it's winter. This is so good because how you describe yourself is how you're mm. going to show up. Mm. Is this this tiny little piece? Mm. That shifting this tiny little piece shifts everything else that needs to fall into line after it. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And you're right, like I have been writing notes down here. So yeah, that makes so much sense. And not until you said, well, do you consider yourself a full-time mortgage broker? I mean, I haven't really actively been a mortgage broker for a while, but even, you know, full-time broker or full-time, no, I don't because I'm not. Yeah. Not Like I said, 99% of my time is spent in coaching. So that what I'm saying to you doesn't even make, make sense. Okay. All right. I can see some self-coaching happening <laughs> straight after this call. All right. Great. Who wants to be interviewed next? <laughs> that should be a podcast interviewer. Just bring five people on. I'm just going to yes. coach everybody. I, great I idea. This idea. Yeah. And I just think this conversation is so important. And little did we know we had some thought work to uncover for, for everybody else out there of that, mm-hmm. this idea that and I love that your brain was waiting for the number to be 100% of your work hours before you can yeah. consider yourself a full-time coach. Yeah, absolutely. And why? I And mm. why? I have some theories, but I'm wondering, do you have an answer to that? Why were you waiting for that number to be 100%, do you think? Well, like you mentioned, like my self-concept at the moment is I'm a business owner and a coach and not necessarily a coach. And even for me to say, I said first business owner, right? 
even just and to say that first. Business owner, you're not thinking your coaching business. You're no, I mean other, yeah. yeah. So I'm a business owner and a coach. Like I'm a full-time life coach. I also happen yeah. to also own another business that's a mortgage broker business. <laughs> My brain's offering like that that's not right because I still own another business. It's not right to say that because I spend five hours a week, whatever it is, five or six, I don't really count, in that other business. It's not right. 100% is the right yes. time. Yes. It's, yes. Oh, no, do you have? Yeah. No, I'm just listening to you in my head talking about the patriarchy and it's, you know, it's got to be first and or it's yep. nothing and it's like it's yep. got to be 100% or it's nothing is what came into my head. It's like yep. it's not 100%, therefore it isn't. It's not. Yeah. Which is exactly what I was getting ready to say. (laughs) Of course, of course, all of you out there, including Kaya, who just thought she was going to talk about her coaching business a little bit in this interview. (laughs) Of course, we hesitate to call ourselves a full-time coach or a full-time whatever until it looks a certain way because if we pull way, way out... They, patriarchy, hierarchical structures have said that if it's not 100%, it might as well be nothing. That, you know, number one is the only thing that matters, which is interesting because I was like, is it the number of hours that determines? Because what makes somebody a full-time mom, right? Mm. It's not Mm. necessarily the number of hours, particularly now that we have teenagers. (laughs) Parenting is spent with the teenager nowhere near us. (laughs) Correct. It's probably five hours a week, maybe less. The rest of the parenting is answering texts going, no, you can't come home now. Where are you? Who are you with? Exactly. But it's just really fascinating. And I love that this came up as uncomfortable. I want to like how we identify ourselves is how we're going to show up. So Mm. let's be willing to question how we're identifying ourselves and does that butt up against what we've been told is and isn't acceptable. Yeah, that's so good. And I I clearly do need to do some extra work on it because just as you were saying that, like my, I could just feel my, myself kind of clenching, like that's not right. It's got to be a hundred percent. So, okay. I need to work on that a little. Thank you. Absolutely. And I think that it's important. I think this shows up a lot for women, predominantly for women, though I'm sure men have their own version of this, where mm. we have also been socialized that our our number one, our full time is as mother, is as parent, and mm. everything comes after that. And if we yeah. have gone into career, it's the career that is more socially acceptable. It's the career that is what more people you know, out of a panel of 100 people, it would need to be the career that the majority of those people say is okay. And Mm. life coaching is, you know, starting a life coaching business outside of the immediate life coaching world is still kind of seen as, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. What is that? What is that? What even is that? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah. Mm, so of course so it makes so much sense. So I love that that came up in this interview in terms of those of you who are listening and also struggling with how you identify yourself. Are you identifying yourself as a full-time coach? And if you aren't, just ask the question, why not? Mm. If the answer is because they said so, who's they? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. And let's just introduce the possibility that they are wrong. Oh, <gasps> right? Oh my God. What just happened? Kaya's whole body, her whole demeanor just went, what? It, I mean, it did go what, but it also went, yes. Yeah. Please. Yes. Please, yeah. sir, may I have some more? <laughs> so let's talk about then. Okay. So we know that in our next call, or you're going to reach out to your peers to get some coaching on defining yourself as a full-time coach. Yes, uh, I will. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> and then being in the mastermind, those are two things that you have worked on and continue to work on, obviously. How has this impacted how you are coaching your people? Like learn from what you've learned inside the mastermind and how you are showing up for your moms, how you did go from general life coach to women to really finding a heart and, and a space for these moms of teens who are transitioning to becoming empty, empty nesters. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, when I look at the growth that I've gotten from the mastermind around my belief and, and my success, and you and I've talked about before about me owning my success. And I think I can and stepping up and believing and knowing that I'm already a great coach. I think I'm showing up in sessions more confidently as a coach. I think I can coach women on their doubts and their confidence. Obviously, being part of the mastermind, you know, I've brought that with me, all of the learnings that I've got from the mastermind about confidence and self-belief and you know, two thoughts or, or two emotions at the same time. Yeah. You coached me a while back on being disappointed because I had a couple of things not go right in coaching, but also at the same time while I was feeling disappointed, holding the belief that this is going to work. Yeah. So that was profound for me and that's something that I bring into my coaching for my clients as well. You can be, you know, feeling this but also holding the belief that you can, you know, whatever it is that they want to achieve, lose the weight, you know, find a new career, whatever it is. So yeah. that's been something profound that I've learned. Yeah, that space right there I think is probably where you know, because I like to think of both free to paid coach as a transition program, Path to 100K as a transition program, that any sort of transition, it's required that we hold two different emotions at the same time because mm -hmm. transition is inherently cognitive dissonance. It is inherently mm -hmm. holding two beliefs at the same time, the old version of you and the new version of you. And yep. as much as everybody's like, can I just stop believing the old and start believing the new? And I'm like, don't we all wish that's how our brain oh, yes. <laughs> That would be so good. <laughs> but that sounds like it might be easier, but I feel like the, the transition is more meaningful. It's more powerful when we can actually learn to hold two spaces at, at one time. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. I know also you are also another member of the group who has found Let's talk about community. Oh, I've found my, you know, for want of a better word, biz besties, my tribe, and it was part of the reason that I wanted to join a mastermind as opposed to have a one-on-one -on -one coach was 
for that community because, you know, we're in our houses all day, every day, for the most part, building building our businesses. And I really wanted, really deeply wanted that sense of community. And I don't know if I just got lucky with these women that, that were in the round of the mastermind that I was in, but that has been such a huge part from the peer coaching every week to... <laughs> conversations outside and, you know, deep, deep friendships that have been formed. You know, I know that I can, we've got a Marco Polo group now. I know I can get on there and, you know, talk to them about my brain, not saying I'm a full-time coach and they're going to give me all the coaching, you know, to like that was born from the mastermind and it is just incredible and beautiful and I cherish it so much. It makes me emotional. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Yes. I think that is, and that is something as a coach, you know, as we start the next round and it's a mixture of, you know, those of you who ever knew from previous round plus, you know, from the October round, plus we have this February round, and then we've got new people coming in of really creating, you know, from a coach point of view, I think what I want to offer is, you know, how can you, those of you who do do groups, who do have small groups, who do have, you know, memberships or or even free communities, I think, even free communities, is how can you set the tone that encourages people to love on one another or to reach out to one another so that they're not just all staring at each other in the room being like, hey, we're, you know, individual people who happen to be in a group as opposed to, no, we have each other's back and you can reach out to me. Yes. I've got your back all the time. Oh, yeah. That, like, invaluable to have that. Those, you know, the women that I've got, you know, I know that they do have my back and I know they'll call me out on my BS and I know that they'll be there to to support me and cheer me on and it's... um. Amazing, amazing. There's only one bad thing is that they're all on the other side of the world, Amy. So <laughs> it's like I've often said to them, like, I just want you guys to come over for dinner or to all come over for coffee or a glass of wine and so we can sit in the same room and chat. But for now, it's on Marco Polo and, and I'll take it every day of the week. But I often sort of, you know, lament that that I'm, you know, in Australia and, and summer in Europe and summer in America and it's it's a long way way but you know that's okay at least technology's allowed it to happen in the first place so I'm super grateful for that <laughs> yes when I saw one of my business besties who resides in South Korea and I saw her back in April we it was practically obscene the amount of body attachment that we had to one another I'm like oh my god <laughs> because we do get to know people so intimately and so well and, you know, my mastermind sisters, many of us have now all kind of gone our, our separate ways. And, you know, we're talking about, can we just have like quarterly or yearly kind of, can we all just plan to travel one place and kind of all get together? So something entirely different. This is where we're going to transition to where I'm going to no longer be the expert talking and I'm going to shift <laughs> into you because through all of this, your growth in the mastermind, the results that you've seen, 
I know that you, you know, you've made all your money back and we've now just even through the course of this podcast found this little <laughs> for you to go work on mm -hmm. to, to move forward. Mm -hmm. You are an expert. I'm going to call you an expert in human design. <laughs> And you've talked to me about how your human design has helped you as a coach, not just for your clients, but for how you run your business in terms of, mm. this is where I'm going to turn it over. I know that you gave me a, a couple of key areas where knowing your human design has helped you make business decisions or actually just helped you show up in how you show up in your business. So I did do, I know sooner finished CCP and in typical, to use a human design term, manifesting generator style, I signed up for human design reader certification because I just have this insatiable need to learn all of the things and I blame my design. So just real quick, CCP for the uninitiated, that is the life coach school certification program. That's coach certification program is CCP. So that's her getting certified through the life coach school. So you finished that and then you immediately went into human design certification. Pretty much hits hit purchase on the on the certification straight after, which is part of my design. And it is something that I used to beat myself up for. You know, you've got to you just just do one thing, just do one thing and do it well. But that's not me. I gave myself the permission to do it and I'm glad that I did and I love it. And how I use it, I mean, there's so many, we were talking earlier, there's so many different layers and I'm still exploring my design. It's not something that because it's so in-depth, it can be so in-depth, there's so much to explore, it can take time. But for the first, I guess, couple of layers, like you said, to make decisions. So I am, if anyone's familiar, my I'm a manifesting generator. There's five different types. I'm a manifesting generator. And then we have our authority, which is one of the things is, you know, how we make decisions. So I'm an emotional authority. So for me, what I've learned and how I applied in my business is it's best for me to make decisions from a neutral place. So I need to ride out the emotional wave. So don't make a decision when I'm really, really excited and pumped about something or don't make it when I'm down in the dumps and really, you know, on the lower end of the emotional scale. I kind of have to ride out all of that before I come to a decision. So that's something that I learned about myself and it's something that I practice now in my business is taking the time to make those decisions and we're all designed to do it differently. Yeah. So I am an inner authority. <sighs> right. So you and that would mean right off the gate or right out of the gate, right off the top, you and I make decisions very differently then. Based on. We do make decisions really differently. And I think inner authority is talking to yourself, but that's one of the ones that I don't come across very often. Oh, are we surprised See? that I would be a super rare one? No, so, but I think this is so important to know because when we coach on, I have coached particularly in the past how to become a powerful decision maker. You make the decision and then you just decide ahead of time it's the right thing. And then you move forward. So mm -hmm. I think that this right here tells us, even if you're not, you know, ready to spout off the cuff, because I just dropped it on her that I'm an inner <laughs> I'm an inner authority decision maker, that, you know, I think this is, you know, like you said, how you make decisions, the, the authority and your human design. And your human design is based on what? Like it's not, 
your birthday. It, it, I know what it is, but like, where does your human design come from? How do we determine what that is? Yes. Yeah, so it is designed, it is, sorry, based on your time and place of birth. So time, date and place of birth. So it's really important to know those few things and you can go and get, you know, a free chart yeah, for a number yeah. of different websites. So it's a mix then. So based on, on those things, it's a mix of astrology, quantum science, yeah. the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah, and the chakra system. So it's a mix of all those different things. Yeah. And when I said there's so many things that you can explore, you can go down any number of those beautiful rabbit holes and explore I'm sure, them I'm sure. even, but, even more. But I love this conversation because like I said, I'm even sure that there are podcasts I have waxed poetic about like, well, you just make a decision this way, right? You just, mm. oh. but you telling me, Right, right here we are right now, you and I make decisions very, very differently. And it makes a lot of sense because I am a talker outer. I am somebody who likes to have full-blown conversations with herself in order to figure mm -hmm. out what feels right, what sounds right. And I've been told that that's weird. <laughs> no, it's not. And I've got a coaching client at the moment who's like an ego authority and it's, in its, it's her decision-making process is to talk out loud either to herself. And we've talked about, you know, go for a walk in nature or wait. Till, she's yeah. like, I don't want to do it if anyone's at home. I'm like, well, wait till they're not home or go for a walk in nature. So she talks things out to make decisions. That's her authority. Some people are designed to be able to make those split in the moment decisions, those gut responses. And, but some people aren't. So that's been really interesting for me and to, to lean into that and, and practice that emotional authority and to not make decisions from the highs or all those. Authority kind of gives you an idea of what kind of decision maker you are. Yeah. Yeah. How else, how else have you used? I know you mentioned a couple other things that have helped you as building your coaching business. Yeah, for sure. Well, just the very top layer is, you know, the like I said, the five types and I'm a manifesting generator. It's it's being okay for me to like to do different things, to not be, you know, we're considered to be the kind of jack of all trades, not master of, of one kind of thing, gotcha. giving myself permission and being okay with that. Like I like change. I like constantly, you know, trying new things and, and doing new things. So it's it's giving myself permission to do that. And the other area I think is my profile. And we talked a little bit about that. So I'm a two, four profile. If you do go get your chart, you'll see these lines on your chart. So I'm a two, four profile. And part of that is my opportunities that come to me in life or business, but mainly I focus on it for business is from relationships. Mm, okay. So I think and that makes sense when I learned it because I'm like, oh, yeah, every single job that I've ever gone for in the last 20 years has been through someone I know or a relationship. It's not been from some random job ad or anything like that. So for me now, it's like, okay, so how can I apply that even more in my coaching business? And that's relationships. So I'm like, okay, so networking and I'm just get, I'm getting more involved in a networking group that I'm in using my existing network of people, you know, that I might have on Facebook or just out and about. So, you know, how can I leverage that a little bit more? And the flip side of that is the two in that profile is what we call a hermit. So it's being okay that I kind of like to be holed up at home and not go out and do all of the things. And there'll be days where I just don't want to show up on Instagram stories. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to today. And that's fine. Giving myself permission 
yeah. to do that as opposed to having to do it because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And one of the things that I've learned, so, you know, I'm a generator as opposed mm-hmm. to a manifesting generator. And I learned that that means that I'm unhurried, but very effective that, you know, I love to work and build and create and get great pleasure from it. Mm-hmm. So while you're constantly like seeking more and more and more and more change, I kind of like to sit with my stuff for a little bit longer to see what I'm creating. And then I'm a 6'3 profile, meaning it's difficult for me to find people who fully understand and appreciate me. So <laughs> it's just kind of my lifelong story. Like nobody gets me. And then like I get my human design. I'm like, oh, literally the first line is people don't get you. And like learning to like be okay about that. And obviously everybody has, you know, you know, if you do your own human design and you just find out some of these information, you know, some of these like, you know, what your type is, what your profile, what your inner authority, I think it just helps. Oh, okay. That mm-hmm. explains why this thing my coach keeps telling me to go do isn't working for me. Oh, yeah. that makes sense why this person over here is thriving off of in-person networking. And mm-hmm. I would rather curl up and die. <laughs> I would rather see yes. my eye, right? Or, yes. Oh, no what you know, no wonder this person, you know, or like like you're saying, you know, no wonder I'm constantly signing up for the next thing and the next thing because that's that manifesting generator coming out in me. Yeah. Um, absolutely. No wonder I and- love to make decisions this way because, you know, yeah. I talk it out, this person, you know, needs to make sure they're not at too high or too low of an emotional level. It's permission giving. I also do check in with myself though, that even though I do like change and I have this insatiable desire to learn new things, I do still check in with that authority to make sure that that it's coming from the right place. And because I don't ever want to use human design as an excuse. Oh, that's okay. Like, you know, and it could be Helga (laughs) talking in the background, but so checking in with my authority, like is my decision to go study something else or what have you coming from, you know, that really solid grounded in a knowing place or is it coming from Helga? So, so not using human design as that, as that excuse to go do all the things, but really check using everything that I've learned to make sure that the decisions are right as well. Yes, yeah. I think this is an important thing, and I think this is another reason why, you know, for somebody brand new who is a brand new coach and they, they, they've only re- just realized that their thoughts are different than their circumstances, and then they hear us talk about, you know, get in touch with your intuition and our knowing, bring in some human design, let's go do some, you know, energy work over here, it can sound very over overwhelming. Mm. What I think is probably most important is I've learned more about human design in the past 20 minutes than I have ever. You know, (laughs) I knew what mine was, but I hadn't really related it the way Kaya said is, oh, this is okay. Now I see how she's relating it to how she runs her coaching business. I can take my profiles and I'll run it through that same lens. And yet here I am 10 years into my coaching career. I am a full-time coach, by the way, Kaya. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Full-time coach with a coaching business that makes multiple six figures a year. So I think it's really important that you don't have to know and master all of this stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. These are all 
tools to elevate what you already know to take it to a deeper level, to a higher level. No wonder these requests from my coach were very triggering. No wonder this expert I wasn't jiving with. No wonder this thing that I've been told you should do feels so terrible to me. It's Mm. not because there's something wrong with me. It's just like me now bringing in patriarchal work and feminism work. No wonder I've struggled to say I have a full-time coaching (laughs) (laughs) because, oh, because if it's not 100%, it might as well be zero. So if it's not the thing I do all of the time, then it's not the thing I can say that I do. I think it's about bringing all of these modalities into play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, definitely using, using them where you see fit. And for me, human design was, I mostly studied human design because I wanted to learn more about me and uncover more about me. And then as I did it, I'm like, oh, this, like, this could be so helpful for my women. And now I use it in my, in my program and, you know, everything that you said about it, everything that I've said about it, they say about it, you know, it's giving me permission to be me. Oh, right. Now I understand me. So it has been really good to bring it in for me in my coaching business to use it for me, but also for, to share it with my clients so that they can, you know, implement as much or as little in their lives as, as they see fit. And I've got a couple who are kind of experimenting with their authority. Like I said, like the client that's going out bushwalking to make decisions and things. So it it has been a lot of fun. That's for sure. I am going to guess bushwalking that's, that's native to Australia because we don't (gasps) use that term here. (laughs) Hiking. She's, she's in New Zealand actually, but yeah, you guys would say hiking. (laughs) Bushwalking? Sorry, I've never bushwalked in my life. Tell me more. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. The nuances. Hiking. Hiking, got it. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have a lake across the street in my neighborhood. I, would, I don't know that I call it hiking, but yeah, we've got like a little trail that goes around there and it's my favorite place to go mm. when I'm feeling like I can't get in touch with my inner knowing, when I can't figure out, like when my brain's just full of, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm going to go take it out to nature and figure that out. Mm-hmm. So I just love yeah, this conversation. So and I think what I wanted to you know, bring your expertise to the audience of just here's a new modality. Here's a different modality that you can if you want. It's not required. It's not necessary. But I think you know, particularly if, okay, everything I've been taught doesn't seem to work. And this isn't – I don't think this is just my Helga brain. This feels like it's coming from my gut. This is one way to find out, oh, of course, because this is how Mm -hmm. I operate. This is how I function. This makes so much sense. Definitely. 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 That's what it's done for me. And I can see it's doing the same thing for my clients as well. Yeah. I think you also mentioned one other area where it has energy, right? How you... Oh yeah. So, and, and you're a bit the same being, being a generator. So uh, like a manifesting generator, we've got all of the, like all of the energy I can go. I'm like, like an ever ready bunny. I don't know if you guys had that commercial over there, but your bunny. Yes. And it drives a bunny. Yeah. So like I can keep going. So for me to work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, not a problem. That's my design. I've got that energy that I can use up every day to do that versus someone who is a projector 
one of the more rare types, they're not designed in that way. They're designed to rest. They're not designed to go that, you know, eight hours a day. So it's, you know, interesting that that's how the world's designed pretty much, that that's how we work. But projectors don't necessarily fit into that. So they're role in the world, if you like, is here to show us new ways to work, which includes rest and recuperation before they go again. So just at that really high level, like I said, like the five types, we do all interact energetically in the world so differently. And I think that's so important. And again, I didn't know the human design conversation was going to relate so much to the patriarchy conversation is Mm -hmm. that there's so much of how we've been socialized is to fit into a go, 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 we don't rest. This is particularly the American dream way. You know, I don't know exactly how it shows up in, you know, Australian socialization and society, but at least definitely in American culture, rest, you have to earn. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, you, you, you have to validate your reasons for taking rest. Mm-hmm. You need to have shown up in advance of that rest at a very high level before you're allowed to take it. And I can see how for the projectors of the world, not only are you inherently wired differently, but our patriarchal society yeah. has said, you you need to function this this other way. Yeah, absolutely. Australia is, is exactly um, like America in that regard, for sure. And yeah, that I met a few projectors. I don't have any projector clients, but I know a few. And yeah, they all talk about, you know, I... I not never known why I don't fit into this mold. And you know, that's that's why they're not they're not supposed to, but they're here to show us the way, then this new way of of working. So so interesting. It is incredibly interesting. So and again, I had you, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that as just bringing in some new ideas for those of you who are listening of you know, when things butt up against this, you know, learning your human design, I was able to hop on my, you know, Apple iPhone and and nab a, an app for, you know, $5 and I was able to get my full profile. If you are in free to paid coach, I've asked Kaya to interpret that for you or help you apply that to, oh, this is how you're going to show up in your business. Oh, and then I can help you get coaching on that. And actually, she's not going to be doing it today. I don't know if Kaya is aware of this, but this episode is going to drop when I am on vacation and she's going to be running our free to paid coach call. So it's not necessarily a human design call, but if you are a free to paid coach member, if you even aren't yet, by the time this drops this afternoon, you could be coached by Kaya this afternoon on whatever is standing in your way. But I am also going to have her come in and do a separate human design specific class where you in Free to Paid Coach can bring your your design and she will help you coach you through, oh, you're a manifest generator. Oh, you're a generator. Oh, you're a projector. No wonder you want to rest so much. <laughs> and then help you figure out your energy, how to make decisions and any other ways that your authority, your type, and your profile determine how you show up in your business. So, yeah, so fun. Else that you want to share with us from where you are, you know, where you are now versus when you got started. How the competent coaches community, the the path to 100k community, have really helped you 
in that journey? Oh, in so many ways. And, you know, it's apart from me growing in my confidence, I've got so much more clarity around my business, where it's headed, what I want to create in it. You know, that's been really great. Some of the things that you took us through in, you know, when it was called CCM, some of the exercises that you took us through and had us do just, you know, gave me so much clarity. My content, I don't think a week goes past where either, you know, where someone will say, you're like, I love what you're saying. Someone actually said it to me yesterday. They're like, oh my God, I love what you're saying. And she's like, I listen to it and I apply so much of it. Other people who, you know, turn into clients will say like, you know, you were in my head. So, you know, my content has definitely come leaps and bounds. That's for sure. Yeah. So just the clarity of where my business is going, where it is now and where it's going, my content, my confidence, obviously, and the community has been everything. And I just can't wait to get started again. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Kaya, you have been an absolute joy. Thank you for bringing your brand new information. Thank you for letting me kind of coach you on the spot and discover the fun error that we didn't even, neither of us knew just hanging out there. I don't know if that actually speaks more to you, if that speaks more to me as your coach of like, wait a minute, what, what do you mean you're not calling yourself a full-time coach yet? But how can people reach out to you? What's the best way for them to connect with you on social media, so I'm on Instagram at Kaya, which is K-A-I-A underscore Hunter, or my brand new podcast, The Emptiness Countdown Podcast. Yay! I love <laughs> this. The Emptiness Countdown Podcast. Countdown Podcast. And then you can also tag Kaya, reach out to her on Instagram at K-A-I-A underscore Hunter. Mm-hmm. And when you guys reach, if you are already, already know your human design, I think that would be super fun to tag us on this post and share what you know. If you are not already and free to paid coach, make sure that you get in there. If you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, you could be coached by Kaya Tuesday afternoon. This is just what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And then make sure you're in there for the class on human design that she's going to run for us. And also, if you are ready, a paid coach and you already know that your path to 100K is as good as done and you just need help getting your way there, path to 100K mastermind. We start in August. All right, Kaya, thank you so much for meeting me. It's my evening. It's your morning. I appreciate you being here with us. And hi to your kitty who made a little bit of ruckus in the background a couple of times. <laughs> always, always. No, thank you so much, Amy. This was, you know, an honor and and so much fun. And I got some coaching. So that was just a little bonus that I was not <laughs> expecting. But no, I loved, I loved every minute of it. Thank you so much for having me on. And I can't wait to be, you know, to guest coach and free to pay coach and run the human design workshop. It's gonna be so much fun. So much fun. All right. Thank you, Kaya. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, my friends, right? I had no idea that that was going to turn into a part coaching call. I about fell out of my chair when Kaya said she didn't consider herself a full-time coach. (laughs) I was like, wait, wait a minute. Stop the interview. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) So Kaya, I don't know if I specify this in 
the episode that Kaya was in one of the last classes of Confident Coaches Mastermind. She worked in the mastermind with me from October to April, and then she's renewing into the August group. So there's this little bit of time in between, so May, June, July, August, where we're only meeting once a month in this interim time. And so I have never heard her say that before. And it came as a huge shock. So I'm so glad that I I hope you didn't mind me coaching her just a little bit and giving her some work to go work on in between. And how important it is to view yourself as you want to be, how you want to be perceived, not necessarily where you've been, and maybe even not how you identify yourself in this exact moment. How you talk about yourself, how you tell that story is how people are going to perceive you. So make sure that the story you're telling is how you want to be perceived. And how much fun are we going to have in that human design class that's going to be showing up in Free to Paid Coach? So if you are not already in Free to Paid Coach, it is my evergreen program. You pay once, you join once, you're in it forever. You get all of the modules that you need, everything that you need to become a paid coach. And you could join it right now. And if you join it right now, if you are listening to this episode the morning this episode drops, Kaya is going to be the guest coach in Free to Paid Coach this afternoon. So we coach every Tuesday afternoon, that's 3 p.m. Central, that we have our weekly calls. Kaya is going to be the guest coach today as I am on vacation. So you could join right now, be coached by her later today. Get literally all of the goodness that's waiting for you inside Free to Paid Coach, literally everything you need to get started and get paid as a coach. And then you get me every other Tuesday on all the other Tuesdays. And we're going to bring Kaya in sometime the month of July for her to teach a human design specific class to Free to Paid Coachers. You ready? Of course you are. You want to go right now to amylatta.com forward slash F-T-P-C. That's A-M-Y-L-A-T-T-A dot com F-T-P-C. We are waiting for you inside. This is the place in the program you have been waiting for. And until next week, let's go get paid, coach. Coaches, I have created a brand new freebie offer just for you podcast listeners. I created a brand new training called Stop Overcomplicating Confidence because I see my coaches do it all the time, make this confidence thing way harder than it has to be. In this free training, you're going to learn exactly how you overcomplicate confidence, what's creating that, and how to stop it. Here's the best part. All of it, less than an hour. Less than an hour of your time, you will feel more confident in less than an hour, right? Yeah. Friends, this is the best training I've ever done. So visit amylatta.com forward slash podcast gift to get yours. Again, that's amylatta.com forward slash podcast gift. Go now and feel more confident in just an hour. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches Podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff.